Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm joined by Ann Scheidler, the president of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League and the chair of the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Coalition. And the Supreme Court's recent 5-4 decision not to block the Republican-backed Texas law banning abortions after six weeks of pregnancy has put abortion advocates on high alert. They're protesting. The justices now have a chance to go even further. They'll hear a case on December 1st in which Mississippi is defending its law banning abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Mississippi's Republican Attorney General is asking the court to overturn the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling that legalized abortion nationwide. And you've been advocating for life for years. I'd like to get a sense of what you're feeling right now. Fear, hope, maybe all the above. Well, I'm going to go with hope. Um, I think this is probably the most exciting time we have seen since 1973. There have been little little hopes from time to time on cases that hit the Supreme Court where restrictions have been put on abortion and the, the court had allowed a, a little bit of leeway, a 24-hour waiting period, or informed consent for a woman, or things like that. But now, here we are in 2021, the court has agreed to take this case, uh, Dobbs versus Jackson, that would put real limits on abortion. Actually bringing Mississippi and hopefully uh, maybe the rest of the United States into line with the rest of the developed world, which limits abortion uh, greatly. Uh, most places would limit it to less than 24 weeks. Many places like France, 12 weeks. I think it's pretty exciting, and every um, legal expert that I have read, whether they're pro-abortion or they're pro-life, seems to feel like this is the moment. There's going to be a big change. What do you think that big change will look like? I suspect it will look like abortion returns to very much what it had been pre-73, a state-by-state issue. and. In the meantime, of course, there have been a, a, a lot of machinations in the states, so we shall see what that actually looks like. But I think that's going to bode for a real, a real intense need for education and politics in the state of Illinois. Is sending the abortion issue back to the states a good thing, or are we asking for more trouble? I th- I think it's probably a good thing to have the states be able to take charge of life in their state because if the Supreme Court just completely reversed, we'd have a, another lifelong, more, li- more lifelong struggles because you'd have all these abortion advocates fighting against that the way we have struggled against the, the uh, open abortion situation for the last 48 years here. 
until we get a constitutional amendment that protects life, that really cements it into the Constitution, I think this battle is going to go on and on. And it would be a great thing to settle it once and for all, if such a thing is possible. But in the short term, I think we're probably going to be stuck with the states having a right to outlaw abortion if they want. Or codifying abortion. Or codify abortion. Right, yeah. and that's what's happened in Illinois already. That's what's happened in Illinois, and Illinois, uh, you know, is, is not unique, but there aren't a lot of states in the country that are as bad as Illinois. I mean, we, I think Illinois is probably the worst. Look at the situation we have in Illinois. Life is so cheap in Illinois. It's, it's just a, a tragedy the way we, we treat our young people, the way we approach the violence and crime, et cetera, here in Illinois. It, it has a, uh, a ripple effect. When you don't respect the very most vulnerable, you can't expect life to have any value. That's an argument I've heard for years, but do you think maybe finally some people who are running things, let's say in the city of Chicago, might take notice of that? I think many people who actually live in Chicago and around Chicago have taken notice, but they don't connect the dots. And for whatever the reason is, our political leaders do not take the initiative to prove that life has any value here. It's very discouraging to live, and I do live in the city of Chicago, to see that there might be a headline every Monday about the number of shootings there were, the number of deaths in Chicago. Uh, at the same time, we try to pretend we're all gung-ho to save life by getting vaccinated. You know, it, it's a message that makes absolutely no sense at all, and they don't see it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that the way that... Um, Chicago's mayor and you know the, the state's attorney and, and everyone else involved, the, the way they have failed to protect the citizens of Illinois will spark some opposition and will get people to, for instance, to vote for someone who, who really comes across as caring, who does in fact care about life in Illinois. Who cares enough to say, we need to protect that unborn baby. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in places where that does happen, where the babies are protected, so are other people protected. It stands to reason. You protect the most vulnerable, and it's going to radiate out. There we go. Does the Texas law and the Mississippi case propel Democrats to retain control of the U.S. House and Senate? Will women voters push aside all the failings of Democrats on the border, the economy, etc., and re-elect or elect Democrats in order to keep abortion. That's my fear. Yeah, that, that would be my fear, too. And maybe we need to do a better job of promoting to the women voters what they're actually supporting when they choose to elect people who are so committed to abortion that that's all that really matters to them. Because it is not in women's interests, it is not in families' interests, it's not in the community or the state's interest to push abortion. Right. You mentioned something, too, this whole thing about vaccination. You know, it's my body, my choice. And, yeah. boy, they don't like to hear that on the uh, pro-abortion side, do they? Yeah, they certainly don't. I mean, they're, they're all about you know, my body, my choice, unless you've chosen 
not to get a vaccine. You've chosen not to put an experimental drug in your body, or you've chosen not to use a vaccine that was produced or tested using fetal cells. Then, oh gosh, you know, you don't care about life. You don't care at all. Well, they use those fetal cells. Is that really good grounds for religious exemptions, do you think? I think it's a really good grounds for religious exemptions. Our religious leaders have not made much of, of an issue of that, although for, as far as Catholic teaching goes, when they um, made the statement, the USCCB and the Bioethics Center, that the vaccine was morally ethical, they also did require or request that people make their wishes known. Let the pharmaceutical companies know, we want you to produce a vaccine that protects us against disease but does not use fetal tissue in the process. Find another way. Yeah. Do all the vaccines contain All fetal? the vaccines that are currently permitted have used the fetal tissue at some point in their production or their testing. But I understand there is one that is in the works now, not yet been presented for approval, that was not produced that way. Well, let's hope that I, comes out. that's going to come to the fore yeah. soon. Well, let me ask you this, Anne. How should life activists counter this wave, this new wave of pro-abortion activism that's in response to the Mississippi case and the Texas pro-life law. I think we can counter this wave with the message that we've been presenting for, you know, nearly a half a century now. But I think we should probably put a little more emphasis on the humanity of this child because we're talking about abortion in earlier stages and, you know, many of the fights we've had in the, in the past uh, 20 years or so have dealt with later term abortions where the baby is very obviously quite well developed and in some cases, uh, like with partial birth abortion, could live outside the womb if, if allowed to be born rather than killed at that stage. But when we're talking about the earlier uh, stages of pregnancy, it's a little more difficult for people to see that in an ultrasound or, uh, you know, the, the photo, uterine photos of the unborn child, which doesn't mean that they are less human than they're going to be in six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. So I, I think if we focus on this little fetus, this little embryo, as part of the human family, just one of the stages we all go through in order to get to adulthood and uh, become senior citizens. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just part of the, the whole spectrum of being a human being. We need people to, to truly understand that. Maybe we need to find a better way to get that message out. These are children. They're children that are not yet born, and they need us to protect them. We can't expect blessings on America or our world as long as we refuse to value these little tiny children who are our future. We want to continue our conversation right. with Ann Scheidler in just a few moments. Talk about the life issues and some issues that are pending here in Illinois when Illinois Family Spotlight continues after this. Listen, that's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies.
While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for governor. Paid for by Bailey for Illinois. Turns out she was cycling for two. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Last week, Olympic silver medalist Eleanor Barker revealed she's expecting a baby. In fact, she was pregnant while cycling on the British women's team in Tokyo. Barker's happy announcement comes in the wake of an amicus brief signed by 500 female athletes asking the Supreme Court to keep abortion legal because, they argue, without it, women athletes couldn't reach their full potential. But Barker joins a growing group of women with winning records who make the claims in that amicus brief seem false. And announcing her pregnancy on social media, Barker thanked other athletes who were also moms. Because of these women and many others, she wrote, I didn't doubt the future of my career for one second. So whose testimony seems more compelling? 500 women claiming it can't be done? Or a woman who's not only tried, but succeeded? The better question is what takes more courage? Signing an amicus brief or winning a silver medal while pregnant? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here along with Ann Scheidler, the president of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League and is also the chair of the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Coalition. And we have a big conference coming up February 26th. Some of the details still being ironed out, but save that date. We sure do. Put that on your calendar right now because... We know that uh, Illinois is going to become a real focal point of the abortion advocacy movement as we go forward this year after the Dobbs case is heard at the Supreme Court and we wait for what the ruling is going to be when we see what happens with the Texas law. There's going to be some places where abortion becomes very restricted. Illinois is not one of those places. So we've got to be prepared here in Illinois to resist the temptation of some of our leaders to make this a a destination point for women seeking abortion. One of the things we can do, we could always do, and we, we really need to do more of, is to get out there to those abortion facilities be there, be praying for the people who work there, be praying for the women who come there seeking abortions. Reach out and offer alternatives. We have hundreds of pregnancy centers here in Illinois. There's no lack of resources for women who face an unplanned pregnancy. Even if all they need is a few minutes to talk with a counselor to boost their confidence that they can do it, We've got these facilities, we've, we've got resources, and we need to make sure that everybody knows those are there. It's giving information. We give them all the options. Let them see what is available, that they don't have to choose abortion. Many women at a, at a clinic will tell you, I don't have any choice. 
Why is that? Have we failed to offer the choices? Have we failed to let them know there are choices out there? There is support for them? That's part of our job, and we really got to work at it. And this is really the mission of the Pro-Life Action League. Yeah. You're doing that yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. We train people how to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm out every Wednesday morning at an abortion clinic, and it's not easy. No one ever wants to have to go out and do that, but you know you're being effective when you see what reaction you get. You know, the clinics here in Illinois, most of them have pro-choice escorts out in front of the clinics. Why are those escorts there? Because the folks who run that clinic don't want us to be able to speak to the women. They don't want the women to know there are options. If the women knew that we had resources, they might choose life, and the clinic doesn't make a buck. They're scared of our message. It's effective. They're afraid of the truth. Yeah. Well, and Governor Pritzker and Democratic members of the Illinois congressional delegation are supporting legislation at the federal level that would protect abortion. The Women's Health Protection Act, that's what they like to call it, would give equal access to abortion across the U.S. and lift restrictions on abortions. How do we stop this from becoming law? Well, we first of all have got to contact our lawmakers and tell them where we stand on this. We, of course, hope that the Senate would be the barrier to that ever becoming law. But we can't just hope <laughs> and we can't just pray. We have to take action. Prayer and work go together. And one of our actions as citizens of this country is to let our legislators know where we stand on these important issues. Even when we've got senators like we do from Illinois who are very much in the opposing camp, they still need to know where we stand. If the polls are correct that there's about a split half and half on whether abortion should be legal or not, and that the really vast majority of people favor some restrictions on abortion, most everyone's uncomfortable with late-term abortion and sex selection abortion and abortion because of, of a handicap of a child. We need to let our legislators know uh, where we stand on it because even somebody like a Dick Durbin might have to take a moderated stand if it looked like all of his state, all of the people he represents, or most of the people he represents, don't agree with him. Speaking with Ann Scheidler with the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League and the chair of the Speak Out Illinois Pro-Life Coalition, and with all the talk about abortion now because of the Texas pro-life law and the uh, Mississippi case that's uh, before the Supreme Court, Illinois' parental notice law is back in focus, and mm. we fear we'll be under attack in the legislature. So how do we protect that in this new atmosphere we're in at this point in time? What do we need to do? Uh, what message must we convey? I think it's a real challenge. It's, it's going to be hard to, to protect our parental notice law here in Illinois because there is so much opposition on the part of our elected officials to giving parents the right to know when their children are going to undergo some kind of medical procedure, whether it's surgery or a chemical abortion. But I think if we focus on the fact that it is the parents who have the right to know what health decisions their children are making, it's important to, for the integrity of the family, for the health of the children, that their parents be involved. 
And taking away that protection for our young girls is irresponsible on the part of any state. And we know that some surveys have shown that parental notice is even popular with folks who say they're pro-choice. So maybe lawmakers who say they're pro-abortion or pro-choice need to take that into account. They do need to take that into account. And, and hopefully our lawmakers do recognize the value of the family and the, the importance of the relationship between parents and child, children. Most of the lawmakers are parents themselves. Do they want their own young women going off and getting medical procedures without their knowledge? This is really serious, opting for an abortion. It's very serious, irreversible choice. And parents need to be involved in this decision, like many, many decisions that young people face that could be really endanger their mental um, stability, their health, their physical health, their whole future. The pro-abort excuse that, oh, some girls come from an abusive home, and so no girls should ever have to consult their parents. Yes, there are abusive situations, but in the vast majority of situations, parents are the ones who you can really depend on that really care. They're going to be there if something goes wrong. They're going to be there when you need help. There's also the threat, maybe we shouldn't go all the way toward outright repeal, but we could water this down. That's also a concern. That is a concern because watering it down is the same thing as, as repeal. If you water down the law so that just any Tom, Dick, or Harry walking down the street can be your guardian and say, okay, she's fine, you know, go ahead. No. Or no. have a Planned Parenthood minister. <laughs> a Planned Parenthood minister. Yeah. They probably have somebody on speed dial that they can call in to say, uh, you know, so-and-so is uh, 13, 14, 15, doesn't want to tell her parents. Fine. No, no, not fine. We have to make phone calls, don't we? This is an important time phone to calls, make phone calls. emails. Sit down and write an old-fashioned letter. Put a stamp on it. Yeah. you, you got to contact these people. Well, the legislature could be poised to make assisted suicide part of the equation here in Illinois. What's happening? Not a big surprise when we have such an advocacy for abortion here. We've already lost our sense of the value of life at the beginning. It doesn't, it's not a huge surprise that we would not have respect for life at the other end of the spectrum. People who support that kind of legislation like to refer to it as dignity, death with dignity, that it's not dignified to tell someone, why don't you just check out? You know, we don't want, you're, you're costing us a bit too much now. It's, it's getting to be a, a burden on your family to have you around. You, you're not Well, they won't say those things much, to our uh, face, but that's what they're really believing. But that's what, they're, that's what they believe. And we don't deny that there can be very difficult situations, both at the beginning and at the end and all through the spectrum of life. But we can do better. We can become a more loving community. We can live out the social teachings we got from Jesus Christ. Well, Anne, everything you've talked about points to why the 40 Days for Life campaign is so important. We have to pray every day. We have to depend on the Lord's grace, on God's love for his creatures, that 
we can make a difference. And working together, you know, we pray, we ask for God's help in our mission, and he'll help us see more clearly the best way forward. What actions can we take that are going to be the most effective? We might be able to change Illinois. It can be a pro-life state again. And if we were to do that, if we were to get Illinois back in line with the other states that do protect life, at least to some extent, all of our neighbors, it would be a huge boon to this central part of the country as well. Amen. All right. And how can people come alongside the Pro-Life Action League, support your work, and uh, get connected to what you're doing? We're always welcoming people to activism. Um, ProLifeAction.org is our website. Thank you so much. God bless you and the work of the Pro-Life Action League and the Speak Out Illinois Coalition. Well, thank you for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Do tell your family and friends about Spotlight. Stay active, stay healthy, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.